Welcome into Lockdown Blackhawks for Monday, February 3rd, 2020. My name is Jay Zawoski. Lockdown Blackhawks is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And at long last, we have a hockey game to talk about. I know it was Saturday. I know today is Monday. I know it feels like a long time ago, but there is actual hockey to talk about, and we are going to do just that. First, a reminder, tomorrow's show is Talk Back Tuesday. I know maybe you're a little rusty, maybe you took some time off from hockey during the Blackhawks bye week, but yeah, Talk Back Tuesday is tomorrow. Voicemail number 708-653-0572. Email lockedonblackhawks at gmail.com. My personal account is at jzawoski670. And of course, check out the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast at Madhouse Pod. New episode probably coming later today, but the Hawks play Tuesday and Wednesday, so we might wait till Thursday. Still trying to figure those things out. But man, there is a lot to get to after just one game. If you missed it, somehow the Hawks win 3-2 in the shootout in Arizona in one of the most exciting games and evenly matched games and roller coastery kind of a games the Blackhawks have played in in some time. And when you look at the standings now after that game, the Hawks are three points behind the Arizona Coyotes, but they've played two fewer games, two really evenly matched teams. I think the Hawks and Coyotes are. And Dylan Strom returns to the lineup, plays pretty well. Brandon Saad scores a pair of goals. Corey Crawford gets a start somewhat unexpectedly, but plays tremendously. Antti Ranta made some amazing saves in the third period. The Hawks could have won that game, you know, maybe 4-2, but Ranta made a couple dazzling saves in the third period, and Corey Crawford was just as good as the game had gone on. So really an exciting return to hockey, and I think the fear you have when your team hasn't played in what was it, 10 days between games are they going to look rusty are they going to look slow are they going to look out of sync and early in the game maybe a little bit and I I wouldn't say they look slow but I think they were probably as aware of that as we are feeling like okay we've not played in a while we want to make sure we're making the careful plays we're doing the right things but as that game went on it started to open up it was a thrilling thrilling return to Blackhawks hockey and man did I miss it it was just a really great game, and I'm and I'm trying to think of like individual performances that stood out. And yeah, Brandon Sod scored a pair of goals. I think Kirby Doc had a really nice game. He picked up picked up an assist. Patrick Kane had two more assists. Alex DeBrinket was all over the ice, but again, could not get a goal. Eight shots on goal for Alex DeBrinket. Many of them were high quality scoring chances. And look. He was doing the right things. He's just not getting rewarded for his efforts. If he plays games like he played Saturday night against Arizona, he's going to be in really good shape. Those goals are going to start coming. He was one of the most effective Blackhawks on the ice the entire game. Uh, eight shots in 15:51 of ice time. So really impressive from him. But look, it just looked like the Hawks had played a couple nights ago. And that's sort of the, well, the best thing you can hope for is a win, which they got. A regulation win would have been better, of course, because it would have kept that extra point away from the Coyotes. But I had some fears entering that game Saturday night because the Hawks have not been great against Arizona this season. They've been off for so long, and the game meant a lot to both teams. Arizona was reeling. 
before that game. They are 2-5-3 and three in their last 10, including Saturday's game. They needed that win because for a team that once led their division, they're now barely hanging on to a wild card spot. So, and you know what's crazy? The Hawks had all this time off and didn't really lose any ground. When they hit the break, they were three points out of a playoff spot, and they are still three points out of a playoff spot. The only difference is now they've got some games in hand, which is great. They've played two fewer than Arizona. They've played a game fewer than Calgary, the two teams ahead of them in a wild card race. But there's a bunch of teams that will be jumping in and out of that wild card spot, like Vegas has played 54 games to the Hawks 52. So that that's a benefit. That's If there is a silver lining to that break, it's the fact that A, they didn't lose ground, and now they've got a few games in hand on some of these teams they're chasing. They've also got a chance to, to on Tuesday tomorrow to gain some separation from Minnesota who's got 52 points they've got Winnipeg twice this month Winnipeg and the Hawks both have 56 points but the Hawks have the uh, third wild card spot over the Jets because of games played so they can make up some ground here and yeah these games are on the road and that's intimidating but the Hawks have a better record on the road than they do at home the Hawks are 13 nine and three on the road so hopefully that can continue and the Blackhawks can continue to pick up points on the road and get a little bit of a gap here on the teams that are chasing them and gain some ground on the teams that they're behind it's going to be a wild month we are officially right now three weeks from the NHL trade deadline three weeks 21 days exactly a lot can change in three weeks. And we've talked about it a lot. The bye week was about this a lot. But if the Hawks can sort of maintain where they're at or gain a little bit of ground, I think it changes the conversation on February 24th, the NHL trade deadline. This spring, follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for Cactus League spring training. Amazing weather and landscapes, exciting outdoor adventure, incredible food. Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans. Follow your favorite baseball teams. There's 10 stadiums, 15 MOB teams, 75 degree temperatures. You can meet the players and get autographs before games. Enjoy live music from local and national artists. Hit the road and explore Arizona's urban centers, ghost towns, artsy communities, and quirky outposts, hiking, biking, Jeep tours, hot air balloons, skydiving, jet skiing, or just taking in a sunset. No matter what you love to do, Arizona has you covered if you're bringing the kids along to spring training, Arizona is a fantastic destination for families. There is so much to do and see, like wildlife parks, science museums, aquariums, and dude ranches. Plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash spring training. That's visitarizona.com slash spring training. And if you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans, but you may not know that Locked On is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Blackhawks fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Hawks fans and a predominantly male audience that's well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. 
Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On Advertising success. Once again, the keyword advertising to 33777 or visit com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. It is Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. The Blackhawks played a game. Finally. Let's go over the pluses and minuses. We will start with, as we always do, the pluses. Brandon Saad comes back from the break and picks up right where he left off. Two goals plus two, 18-21 of ice time, five shots on goal. For Brandon Saad, he was all over the place. He had an extra step, it looked like, in the 3-2 shootout win over Arizona on Saturday. Really, really impressed with his game. He played very, very well. Second plus goes to Patrick Kane. Two assists. I think that extends his scoring streak to 12 games. Eh, You know, just another streak. Eh. Four shots on goal for him. Really nice defensive play. Had a a scoring shot attempt. Skated back, caught up to Phil Kessel. And broke up a scoring chance there. So I like to see Patrick Kane playing well on both ends. I mentioned Alex DeBrinkett, who was held off the score sheet and was a minus one, but he had eight shots on goal. Really a solid game for him. How about this? How about 27 minutes of ice time for Duncan Keith? 27 minutes on the dot for Duncan Keith. Three shots, one block shot. I don't I don't know how this guy continues to do this and continues to play at the level he plays at. Logging the minutes he's played for as long as he's done it, he is truly somewhat superhuman. It's it's kind of remarkable to watch. Uh he is uh I, I think he's one of those guys that when he's gone, he's so reliable that when he's here, everyone's like, Yeah, you know, Duncan Keith. Yeah, you know, he's he's good. He'll be fine. It's just a guy you don't have to worry about ever. When he's gone, you're really going to miss him. You're going to realize everything he did, all the little things he did. And I think we realize them because there's little moments that stand out. But there's so much value in a guy. You know you can put him out there for 27 minutes. And for those 27 minutes, it's very unlikely something's going to go wrong. Having that sort of assurance is very, very valuable. Here's a number you may not have noticed while watching the game. Adam Boquist blocked five shots. (laughs) I assure you that's a career high for Adam Boquist. 16-18 of ice time. He played 343 on the power play, which is great. That's where I like to see him. He is starting to find his offensive legs a little bit, and I want him on the power play when he can be out there. That was tremendous for him. And you're starting to see he made a couple really nice defensive plays during the course of the game, too. So... I don't have a lot of negatives in this one. I want to mention Dominic Kubelik too, who was doing a really good job of finding spots on the ice where the puck was going to be. He's starting to get that second nature to his game where he's sort of made the transition to the NHL full-time sort of a deal, and now the instincts are starting to kick in, and I think that's a big part of the reason why Kubelik has been so good lately for the Blackhawks. He had another really solid game 
again, you look at the score sheet, you don't see much. Minus one, three shots on goal. He had two other shot attempts. Nothing crazy, but he just has this ability to now get to the right place, and he is discovering that chemistry uh, with his line mates, with his teammates, and uh, I think that's been a big reason for his improvement. Last segment, I mentioned Kirby Doc, an assist, a plus one, 1954 of ice time for Kirby Doc. He had two shots on goal, took seven faceoffs, which is rare for him. Only won one of them, though. One win, six losses for Kirby Doc at the dot, but otherwise a really solid game. Again, the big fear for me was the Hawks been playing so well. Yes, they lost that game to Florida, but it was a great game that they were going to come back rusty and drop this one. Everybody looked like they picked up where they left off, and that to me is very encouraging, and I guess you got to give some props to Jeremy Colleton, right, for having the team ready to play at the level they played. Pretty solid. As for the minuses. Going to give a minus to Slater Cuckoo, who actually didn't have a terrible game. But that uh, Garland goal, he just kind of bailed on the def- old defending thing there. Had an angle on him. Yeah, Garland is a really fast skater, so Cuckoo is sort of getting left behind. But then he switches sides with the, with his partner, and it just it was a bad read. And, and what I thought that was when I was watching that play Remember early in the season when we were talking about the Blackhawks system and Duncan Keith had been on that Spit and Chicklets podcast and he talked about how one of his credit, he didn't say this out loud, but he said, you know, I feel like the way it is now, everything's sort of pre-planned. There's not, not a lot of wiggle room in Cowlton's system for interpretation for, uh, you know, sort of making it up as you go. What I think we saw from Slater Cuckoo on that goal was doing exactly what the system says to do which is switch sides with your partner. It was a wrong read, though. It was the wrong play, and he shouldn't have done that. Um, but look, that's my minus. That's it. I think otherwise the Blackhawks played really, really well, got the win on the road against a tough team that was desperate for a win. More of that, please, as this week goes on. Remember, they play tomorrow in Was- in, in, in Washington, in Minnesota, and then Wednesday in Boston. So two tough games uh, in Boston is one of, if not the best team in the league. So that's going to be a nice test for the Blackhawks who have sort of found their next level of play this season. So I'm really excited to watch those two teams, those two old rivals, go at it. Blackhawks and Bruins Wednesday night should be really good, but the Hawks cannot overlook the Minnesota Wild, who always sort of seem to give them at least a tough game. They're 4-5-1 and one over their last 10 but they are 14-7-4 at home. They're a tough team to play in Minnesota. That's where the Hawks are playing them, obviously. So uh, don't overlook the Wild to get to the Bruins because you could be looking at four points lost. Let's go down the number line here on Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jay Zawoski. Thank you all so much for tuning in and for checking out the podcast we like to do this after every game and yes the Hawks played Saturday but there isn't a whole hell of a lot else going on with the Blackhawks until they start ramping up the schedule here again Tuesday in Minnesota Wednesday in Boston I want to give you one final reminder well not final I'll give you one before the show ends too but tomorrow is talk back Tuesday get those questions in 708-653-0572 708-653-0572 
0572. The email locked on blackhawks at gmail.com. Hit me up on my own Twitter at jayzawaski670 or the show Twitter at LO underscore Blackhawks. I will see it. I will find it. I will answer your questions. So get those in so we have a nice full show on Tuesday. All right, here we go. Down the number line for the Hawks. 3-2 shootout win over the Arizona Coyotes on Saturday. Looking at the Corsi percentages, I said this game was about as close as it can be, and I wasn't lying. 52.43% 52.43% to 47.57% in favor of the Coyotes. The high danger chances for us where there was a big gap. Arizona had nine. The Blackhawks had five. Didn't seem that, I don't know. It felt like more than that. And I know these are sort of objective stats, so they can be a little bit skewed from time to time. But uh, I don't know. I felt like the Hawks did a little bit better than that. Let's look at the... Uh, Individual performances for the Blackhawks. They had one, two, three, four, five, seven players over 50%. Doc, Murphy, Debrinket, all 50% even exactly. Ryan Carpenter, 55%. Alex Nealander, 55%. Slater Cuckoo, 57.89%. And Oli Mata led all Blackhawks at even strength Corsi percentage with a 70.59. 24 shot attempts, four, 10 against with him on the ice bringing up the rear Duncan Keith and Adam Boquist Keith was a 31.71 Corsi four percentage Boquist 35.71 13 shot attempts for 28 against with Duncan Keith on the ice 27 minutes of ice time for Keith those numbers like I say every week they might look bad on paper but when he's on the ice the Hawks are in pretty decent shape and uh, don't give a ton in terms of quality up when he's out there. So I, I liked his game. I thought Duncan Keith was fine, despite the fancy stats indicating he did not have a good game. One note here from Scott Powers in his uh, post-game notes from The Athletic. There's a five-point observation piece he wrote. One note here under the third item, the Blackhawks might f- finally have four legit lines. Here's what he says. Quote, Kirby Doc looks like he might be a great fit for the second line alongside Saad and Patrick Kane. That line was on the ice for both of the Blackhawks' goals and had a 54.17 Corsi percentage and a 60.32 expected goals percentage in 11 minutes and 28 seconds on the ice together. I mentioned it twice earlier now. I think Kirby Doc had a really strong game, and it's starting to come around. You're starting to see good games from Doc consistently. He could have had two assists, Picked up one, and like I said on last week's podcast, I'm sorry if I forget if it was the Madhouse podcast or Locked On. You should go back and listen to both just to make sure. But the final step for Doc is the consistency in the points, right? We saw early on there would be flashes of brilliance of like, wow, now I see, right? That's what the Blackhawks saw in him. That's why they took him at three. You'd see it maybe once a game. There'd be that moment. Then those moments became more frequent. Then he started picking up a couple points, but would disappear, at least on the score sheet, for long periods of time. Now we are seeing Doc play well consistently and the points starting to come more consistently. Next year, the following year, the year after that, look, development is not linear. It doesn't work that way where it's a straight you know, incline up. There will be valleys. There will be scoreless streaks, whatever. 
But from what I'm seeing from his game, Doc is starting to figure out all the things he needs to do to be a consistent contributor at the NHL level. And the fact that he played almost 20 minutes on Saturday, that he's playing with Sod and Kane, that tells you he that tells you he's earned the trust of the coaching staff. He's earned the trust of his line mates, and he's making the right play more often than not. Look, the the goal Brandon Sod scored, where Doc sort of headed right to the net to set a screen on Ranta. That's a veteran play. He had the stick up. Maybe he's hoping for a deflection. Regardless, he got in the way of the goaltender. Brandon Sow was able to score on the short side there, and he scores two goals on the game. And I already told you how well that line had done throughout the course of the game. So to me, Doc's development is the thing I'm going to be watching for over the next month because I think he's hit a point now where his game's going to take a next step. There's going to be another part of growth here for him. And I'm really excited to see it. And I don't want to write off Adam Boquist because he's been really good too. And I mentioned it to Charlie Romeliotis last week where you're starting to see him get the nerve offensively. And he did it Saturday night. Had the puck, walked around a defender, and got to the front of the net. He's getting confidence as a puck carrier. That's really good news for the Blackhawks and really bad news for the Blackhawks opponents. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you so much for tuning in cannot wait for this month it's going to be so exciting not just the games not just the rate the race for a playoff spot but the trade deadline looming over all of that where every win and every loss could dictate the future of this team not just this season but for seasons beyond we have so much to talk about over the next three weeks and the next few months keep it here on lockdown blackhawks i will be here for you Monday through Friday, every day. So don't go anywhere. I'll be here breaking it all down every time. Remember, tomorrow, Lockdown Blackhawks, Talk Back Tuesday, 708-653-0572. To leave a voicemail, lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com is the email. My favorite thing you can do is record a voice memo on your phone and then email that to me because the quality is fantastic. Just open that app on your phone, record what you want to say, Send it off to LockdownBlackHawks at gmail.com and it will sound pristine and we'll get your voice on Talkback Tuesday on Lockdown Blackhawks. But until then, thank you for tuning in. My name is Jay Zawoski. Lockdown Blackhawks is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.